Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Hey, well, let me give you our key scripture for our series. Uh, we read this last week. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs 3, uh, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust God. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Man, I want a church that just trusts God from the bottom of their heart. I want a church that trusts God in, in the bottom of their heart for everything they do. It says, don't try to figure out everything on your own. Anybody ever went through a season of life where you just tried to figure some things out on your own? Sometimes it doesn't work very good. Sometimes, you know, it's like rolling a dice. It's 50-50. Sometimes it works out okay, and sometimes it doesn't. And here's the thing. I don't want to play those chances. I'd rather be 60-40. I'd rather be 80-20, that if I trust God, he might just show up. That I don't want to try to figure everything out on my own. Man, there's a lot of difficult situations that we're navigating in 2022. You've got some difficult situations in your job. You've got some difficult situations in your family. You've got some big questions that you might be asking or, you know, needing answers for. Should I date him or should I pursue her or should I take this job or should I move or should I start that? And so we need to hear from God. In fact, we need to hear, and I wrote this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. I think we need to hear what God has to say way more than God needs to hear what we have to say. Thank you, whoever in the back said that, because that is true. Let me just say that again in case you didn't get it. We need to hear, I need to hear what God has to say for me way more than what God needs to hear what I have to say. Yes, God loves it when we pray. Yes, God loves it when we communicate to him. But sometimes we spend all of our time talking and none of our time listening, and we need to hear the voice of God. You need to hear the voice of God. If not, you're going to go through life just trying to figure everything out on your own, and I don't want to live life 50-50. I don't want to live just kind of taking chances. And maybe for you, the idea of God speaking to you is a little foreign. That, that, that idea of hearing the voice of God, you're like, I, I don't know about that. In fact, I, I've heard that God doesn't even speak, that that, that ended in the Bible, that, that when the Bible closed, you know, revelate, when it was over, God stopped speaking. He only spoke to the disciples. He only spoke to those that he walked with. And the truth is that couldn't be further th from the truth, that we do serve a speaking God. Sometimes it's not that God has a speaking problem. We just have a hearing problem. We don't understand what it means to hear the voice of God. We've never, we've never practiced. We've never, you know, begin to, to allow ourselves the time to stop and say, is that God? And so next week, I'm actually going to help you uh, try to decipher if when you hear the voice of God, how do you know if it was God? And so you won't want to miss next week because sometimes we hear a voice and we're like, I don't know if it was God or I don't know if it wasn't God. And I, I do think his word speaks to how, how can we, what is the filter? What is the filter of is it God or is it not God? But for those that, that, that just believe, you know what, I, I just don't think God speaks anymore. I want to challenge you, and I want to give you a quote by Dallas Willard, and he said this, and I thought it was so fascinating when it came to understanding this idea that God does speak, and he says this. He said, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. If God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice I can give you is that you can have, is to tell you, you can have a personal relationship with God. 
Because what is relationship if it's only one-sided? See, prayer is a dialogue. Prayer is an opportunity for us to communicate with God. And we serve a speaking God. He would speak in the Old Testament to Moses as a friend would speak to someone. See, God calls you a friend. Did you know that? You are a friend of God. Not only are you a friend of God, you are a child of God. And as a child of God, you have the ability to hear the voice of the Father in you. But it is learned and it is matured. And so I want to ask you a question when it comes to voices in our lives, because we all have voices in our lives. What is the loudest voice that is speaking in your life right now? What voice has your attention? What voice is, is, is captivating you? What voice is it that you wake up and you hear? See, all of us are hearing voices. In fact, I read uh, a, an article by, by a guy that was an acoustic uh, ecologist, and he spends his life trying to, to find silence and trying to, trying to find places where he can just quiet himself. And so he understands hearing very well. And he said this. He said, we have a pollution of noise in our world today. That there is just noise everywhere, and it is so loud. In fact, they've only found 15 places, according to this guy's study, uh, in the U.S., where there's actually silence that exists for a set time of like 15 minutes. Very few places in the world is quiet enough where we can still ourselves. There are a lot of voices in our lives. Some of them are very obvious, and some of them are not. Which voices are the loudest for you? Maybe it's the voice of destructive self-talk. Maybe it's this thing that's in you, this inner voice that's always telling you you're not good enough. You'll never make it. You'll never amount to anything. Somebody told you that once, and it got a hold of your soul. And you've, you've never let it go, and it's, it's constantly playing on repeat in your head. It's the voice of, of self-talk. It's the voice of criticism. Maybe criticism of your job or criticism of your marriage or criticism of things that are going on in your life. There's no gratitude. It's just criticism. Maybe it's the voice of social media. How many of you know that's a voice? Technology is a voice that is so loud, and that's, that's an obvious one. Maybe it's the voice of negativity. It's just it's so loud in your life that your natural bent is to be a pessimist. You would call it a realist, but you're just negative. You just wake up every day and the first thought in your mind is what's bad going to happen today. Maybe it's the voice of conformity, the voice telling you that, yes, God wants you to go right, but everybody else is going left, so follow them. You don't want to look like an outsider. You don't want to be labeled as a Jesus freak. You don't want to be labeled as someone over here that's just old-fashioned or old-school, and so you'd rather just conform. It's a, it's a voice that's loud in your life. God says, go right, and you want to go left. It's the voice of conformity. Maybe it's the voice of condemnation. It's the voice that the enemy puts in your head that wants to tell you, you've messed up too bad. Your sin is too great. God could never forgive you, so you shouldn't forgive you. Just constantly condemning you, constantly filling you with shame. God is not a God of condemnation. Does he convict? Yes, but he doesn't condemn you. Yeah. Neither do I condemn you, he told to the woman. He has a, he has, he, he has a heart full of grace. Maybe it's the, the voice of your schedule. Anybody ever been there? Your schedule just speaks louder than anything else. 
Going, 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 busy, busy, busy. And is it a bad thing? No, sometimes it's just a necessary thing, but it's so loud. You can't think about anything other than that. It's just the voice of your schedule. It's the voice of a friend or a colleague. Can I just say not every voice is a good voice? Sometimes you could put some friends into your life that they ain't speaking the truth. In fact, you put the wrong people in your life and they'll fill you with some of these other things. And so the goal of this series really is to take all of these voices that are constantly fighting for our attention, that are constantly speaking to us and just begin to quiet them a little bit. Will they go away? Most likely they will not. I'm sorry, that's a real, you know, downer for the room, isn't it? Again, this guy traveled the whole U.S. He only found a handful of places where he could get quiet. These voices aren't going to go away. But you can let God be the dominant voice in your life. You can make a decision to say, yes, these voices are here. But if I'm going to lean into a voice, I want God to be the dominant voice in my life. But in order for God to be the dominant voice in our life, we've got to know how God speaks. And I think part, part of the problem of us understanding how to hear the voice of God is understanding how God speaks. And I could give you a whole list today as I look through scripture that's a mile long today, 12, 15 different ways that God speaks. He speaks through people. He speaks through his word. He speaks through prophecy. There's so many different ways we see in scripture that God speaks. But I found that there's one way that most often in my life he speaks, and it's the way he speaks uh, so many of the times uh, to us, but, but we often don't hear it. And it's, it's the voice of a whisper. See, sometimes it's not the fire and the lightning and the bang and the audible voice. Do this, marry her, take, how many of you know that would be good? I would love if I would just hear a voice from heaven say, this, my son, go left, fire them, you know, whatever. It would be great. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's a whisper, it's a nudge, it's a check. It's a thing inside of us, and that often is the most difficult to, to comprehend or, or hear. But God speaks a lot in whispers. In fact, if you look in the Old Testament, there's this beautiful story, and I don't have time to break it all down, but the Lord said, said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass you by. And then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains as the prophet was standing there, and it tore the mountains apart, and it shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. It says, and after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Is he sometimes in the earthquake? Yes. Is he sometimes in the wind? Yes, but in this moment, he was not. And after the earthquake came a great fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Whisper. Came a gentle whisper. And I found in my life often, that's how God speaks to me the most. Is through a gentle whisper or through a still small voice, as one translation says it. it, 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 it it's, a, it's just a breath. What is a whisper? A whisper defined is, is uh, your breath making sounds, not your vocal cords. Isn't that fascinating? Why would God use a whisper? 
See, God's breath is a powerful thing. You look at the Bible, he formed Adam. He formed you and me. Think about it, mankind, with a breath. You might think a whisper isn't powerful. God's only powerful when he's in the lightning and the fire and the earthquakes. And does God do that sometimes? Yes. But a lot of times he speaks with this powerful breath that is so powerful it's the breath of God that would cause the upper room to experience the fire of God. It's the breath of God breathed into the man that would raise him up. And so I found that God often speaks the loudest with a whisper. God speaks the loudest in my life sometimes with a gentle breath. I wonder why he speaks in whispers. You know, I I don't know for sure, but I got to thinking about a whisper. Um, Billy, will you come up here real quick? Just right here. I can bend over here. Oh, wow, you're you're tall and you got. Why didn't you hear it? You're not close enough. What did I say? God loves me. God loves him. Thank you, Billy. (laughs) You guys couldn't hear that. Did I say something? Yeah. Was it powerful? (laughs) You betcha. (laughs) But why couldn't you hear it? Well, you got to be close to hear a whisper. You got to be close to hear a whisper. I wonder if God chose whispers because you got to be close to hear it. There are times when God will speak in the loud and it's powerful. Maybe sometimes to change direction or to set your course right, but there are other times where it's a whisper because God knows you got to be close. See, I, I, I wonder, I wonder if the goal of hearing God's voice isn't just hearing his voice but it's intimacy with him. It's intimacy. It's, it's, it's if, I get, if I get him close to me. See, he desires nothing more in this world than for you to be close to him, for you to be relationship with him. See, see a whisper, it's more than a secret. A whisper is more than just secrecy. There's, there's some intimacy to a whisper. I mean, think about it. Your mouth has to be very close to another person's ear. That's awkward. If I walked around whispering to Will all the time, it'd be awkward, bro. There's a little bit of an intimacy thing there with a whisper. But God likes to be close to us. And he's like, if I can get my people close to me, I can speak to them. In fact, I'll be the loudest when they're the quietest. I'll be the loudest when they're close. They'll hear my whisper. So what does he whisper? What, what, what is it that God wants to speak to you? Well, I think there's a lot of things that God wants to speak to you, and some of them are pretty, pretty specific maybe to what you're going through, but I think there's some whispers that God wants to give you today. I think the first thing is God would love to whisper some encouragement to you today. And we, we, we serve a God that loves to build people up, not tear people down. 
If you've been presented a religion that tears you down, that is not God. God wants to encourage you and build you up. If you've been tore down, that was by a person and by a church maybe, but not God. God wants to whisper encouragement to you and build you up. I love what Isaiah 55 says. It says, pay attention. Come close now. Get get intimate with me now. Let me whisper to you. Come close now. Listen carefully. Listen what? To my life-giving, life-nourishing. Ah, my life-giving, life-nourishing words. God has some life-giving words for you today. Some life-nourishing words to you. He says, I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you. I think if you got close to him, God would encourage you this morning. You might hear his voice whispering some things to you. What might he whisper to you? He might whisper this to you. You're my child. You're my child. I love you. I'm proud of you. You're doing better than you think you are. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. Oh, I don't just hold the whole world in my hands. I hold you in my hands. I'm holding your life in my hands. God wants to whisper encouragements to you this morning. He may want to whisper warnings to you. Sometimes he whispers encouragement and sometimes he wants to whisper warnings. Sometimes he wants to to speak to you clearly about the direction you're heading in. In fact, we see this amazing story in the book of Acts, Acts, Acts chapter 16. It says they were forbidden. There was a warning by who? The Holy Spirit to preach the word. They were going to a do a good thing, but were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had gone to some different cities, it's, I didn't even try to say them because y'all know I can't read, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever. The Holy Spirit did not even permit them. See, see, see there are times sometimes where, where the Holy Spirit wants to whisper warnings to you. He wants to say, don't do that. Don't do that. Go get help. Quit dealing with that alone. In the secret. Come out. Let people know. Let people realize that you're not okay. Whispers warnings sometimes. He whispers directions. Anybody need some direction? Anybody need some guidance? Isaiah 30, 21 says this. Whether you turn to the right or turn to the left, your ears, ears, he wants to speak. Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Man, I just believe that we serve a speaking God that wants to look at you and say, hey, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the step to take. It's a God that wants to look at your situation that is looking at your situation, the same one that you're faced with. Should I make that investment? Should I take on that extra responsibility? Should I have another child? Should I go do this? And should I buy this house? And it's a God that if you allow his voice, you've got to allow him. 
If you'll stop and you'll get close to him and you'll say, speak, Lord, you might hear him saying, slow down. Do it now. Take the step. Yes, it's okay. God does want to whisper directions to you. He wants to whisper warnings and encouragement, but he is also a God that actually cares. He cares about the way you should go. When you commit your plans unto him, the Bible says he'll establish your path. Some of you, you need the whisper of God to say, go this direction. Yes, you need to move there. Yes, you need to do that. Yes, you need to start. Yes, you need to take that step. And so he whispers direction. And then lastly, I think, and there's 50 more I could add. He whispers dreams. He whispers dreams, visions. When's the last time you heard a whisper from God? says, I've got plans for you. I've got a hope for you. I've got a future for you. I think God has bigger dreams for you than you have for you. I think God has some dreams for you that if you allow him to speak them to you would blow your mind. I think the next great thing in your life could come from a whisper. Whispers are powerful. Miracles exist in whispers. Direction exists in whispers. Warnings exist in whispers. Job says this in Job 33, it says, for God For God speaks. How often? Again and again. Again and again, God speaks. I heard the voice once at a youth camp. Haven't heard it again. Friend, can I tell you, God speaks again and again. You can hear it again. Hearing God's voice isn't a one-time thing, just in a moment when you're in crisis. But no, God wants to speak again and again. Sometimes we don't recognize it. He speaks in dreams and in visions of the night. Maybe God wants to speak to you. I think it's so interesting that God would speak in dreams and visions in the night. I wonder why. I wonder if it's because God speaks the loudest when we're the quietest. It's quiet at night. But sometimes we've got so much noise, we can't hear the voice of God, and so God's like, if you get quiet. Anybody ever just feel like God wakes you up all the time at night? Shows you things in the middle of quiet places. God loves to speak loud when it's quiet because we're so busy. We're so busy. 
Gordon Hempton, the same person I was talking about a while ago, he said, quiet, it's the think tank of the soul. Quiet's where dreams can happen. Quiet is where direction can come. We've got to silence the voices, technology. We've got to silence the voices of negativity. We've got to silence the voices sometime of the wrong people. We've got to put them over to the side and say, God, be the loudest in my life. How do you do that? Psalms 46.10 says this, be still and know that I'm God. I think you gotta be, you just gotta be. Be what? Be and then be still. Be, then be still, then be still and know. Then be still and know that he is God. I read it this way in Mark Batterson's book, Whispers. He said, silence isn't passive waiting, but it's active or proactive listening. Silence, it isn't passive waiting, meaning it's not wasted. No, it's, it's proactive listening. It's saying, God, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be still. I'm gonna be still and know. I'm gonna be still and know that you are God. And God, as I'm still and as I'm quiet, would you be loud? See, the pollution, it can affect us so much. The pollution of noise that we allow into our lives. Sometimes it's not even noise that you have put there. It's just external that is there. And you've got to make a conscious decision to get away from it. Or to get silent. I was reading about a group of elementary students in Manhattan that on one side of the school was a train track and the constant noise all day of the train on that side of the school caused, that the, caused those elementary students to be, when tested, 11 months behind those on the other side of the school, same grade, same stage, no train tracks. The noise, it just polluted their soul, their hearing so much it affected them. The city came in, put some acoustical treatment and some sort of ambient da-da-da-da-da. I don't remember what it was exactly. Some big, you know, technological thing to quiet the noise. And as they quieted those noise, that noise, guess what happened? Those students that were 11 months behind, the gap began to close. It wasn't the teacher. It was the noise. And the gap closed. And by the end of the year, they were on the same page. See, maybe you're just living next to the tracks. The noise isn't your fault. It's just loud around you. 
the world is loud. I think you're gonna have to make a decision today in a loud world to find quiet. In a loud home to find quiet. Maybe it's a thinking chair. Maybe it's a quiet chamber. But I want to challenge our church to find a whisper spot. A spot where you can get quiet. A spot where you can get alone. And you can hear the whispers. A spot where you silence the technology. A spot where you turn down the voices. spot that is as distraction free as possible and you be still and you pray this seven word prayer in the book of Samuel that I want to set it up and show you it says in those days the word of the Lord was rare there was not many visions And then the Lord began to speak. He called Samuel, Samuel. Answered, here am I. Again, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, here am I. You called me, my son. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel heard a voice, Samuel. Samuel's like, here am I. He hears the voice again, Samuel. He runs in there to Eli. He said, Eli, did you call me? I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Now Samuel, he did not know the Lord yet. He'd never heard the word of the Lord yet. It hadn't been revealed to him. But a third time, see, God wants to speak to us. I love it that just because Samuel didn't recognize it at the first time, God didn't stop. God speaks again and again. He was going to get his attention, and he said, Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up, he went to Eli and Eli, uh, went to Eli and said, Eli, here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized, ah, here's what it is. It's God. Go lie down, Samuel. And if you hear the voice call to you again, say this. Seven words that I wanna give you today. Seven words for you to pray in your whisper spot. Seven words that can change your life. Seven words that could give you hope. Seven words that can give you direction. Seven words that can bring miracles to you. Speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. And then listen. And the Bible says the Lord was with Samuel. And as he grew up, let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. Why did Samuel have such a prophetic voice? Why could Samuel be such a prophet and have such a strong mouthpiece for God? See, Moses talked about he wishes all of us were prophets. And 
the reality is all you guys have an opportunity to be that. The reason why Samuel's words were so powerful is because he knew how to listen. If you can't listen, you won't hear. And if you don't hear, you can't speak. Who knows the voice that's inside of you that God might use to change a world, that God might use to change a nation, that God might use to bring about peace and restoration and hope in our city. And I wonder if the words that you need might come through just saying, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Would you bow your heads all across this room? If you're in here today and you would say, I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to hear. I don't feel like I've heard the voice of God ever. It's been rare in my life. I want to invite you to pray these seven words with me today. All across our church, if you would say, I'm ready to hear. Would you right now just whisper, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Father, I pray you would speak dreams. I pray you would whisper encouragement. I pray you would whisper direction. I pray you would whisper warnings. I pray that you would be loud. And Father, I pray that we would learn to get close. And in doing so, we would hear your whispers. And just as your breath breathed life into, into something that was formless and made human, may you breathe life into us and may we become more fully alive than ever before. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.